found his living as a Tor historian, adding pathos to his recitations about the long-ago evil that had plagued the streets of Scotland. He had taken great relish and delight in extolling the inhumanity of man, explaining deaths by plague, by execution, and by murder most foul. They had gone underground, where the modern city had grown up over ancient closes. Roadways that once housed homes, shops, taverns, and the everyday life of a people. No more. Now, by night, the underground was empty, except for the tours. Ghosts were introduced in different rooms. Grisly murders were described in detail. This was, after all, the city of Hare and Burke, royal murder and espionage, and the utmost butchery imaginable and unimaginable in the medieval world. The tour guide's grasp of history was very good, Jade knew, because she had studied much of it. The guide had led them from the rear of St. Giles, where children were hanged once upon a time for so much as stealing a loaf of bread, around dark and shadowy streets, and then down into the closes. An older couple with them had appreciably ooed and awed at the proper places, A young couple with boys of about nine and ten had asked questions and received answers, totally enjoying the tour. There was a single man on the tour, older than the college crowd, but by how much, Jade couldn't exactly say. He was extremely good-looking, with fascinating dark eyes, the kind that could seem ebony one minute, then suddenly lighter the next, a curious brown shade, even red. He was tall, very tall, perhaps six foot three, and because of his height he appeared lean, but having stood behind or near him at various stops along the tour, Jade knew that his shoulders were very broad, and that beneath the fabric of his well-cut suit coat he was probably nicely muscled. He watched the tour guide with interest. He hadn't jumped at all, or ooed or odd but he had listened to all the tour guide had to say with a respectful silence. He had kept somewhat to the rear of the group, in the shadows, never speaking. Actually, only the college crowd, nine in the group, had hissed and mocked and heckled. The young couple and their children had been totally intrigued. Where are we going? Tony, another of the boys, asked. He'd been among the worst of the hecklers, a football player with a shaved head and shoulders the size of Cleveland, and no neck between them. He seemed to consider himself too tough for the concept of fear. He and Jeff had already agreed to be volunteers. Pretending to be men branded as traitors, they had been lightly flogged with the guide's catanine tails, and had turned their backs on the crowd for pretend disembowelment and hanging. They had made a huge joke of the proceedings, but the guide had gone along with all their foolery. Maybe we're not supposed to ask, Marianne, Tony's girlfriend, and oddly enough, the shyest and sweetest in the group, suggested hesitantly. Don't be ridiculous, said Anne, a tall, thin redhead with the impatient air of a bored scholar. If you don't ask, her voice trailed. She lifted her palms. You don't get to find out, Marianne said and know if you really want to go or not, Anne said sagely. Hey, Tony repeated. Come on, she's right. Just where is it that we're going? You said you wanted to be scared, the tour guide reminded them.
Yeah, damned right. Better than what we've seen so far, Jeff said. So tell us, where are we going? Down to the dead, the tour guide told them dramatically. Down to the dead, Jeff repeated, using his best Boris Karloff imitation. Jade happened to notice that the tall, silent man on the tour frowned slightly. He seemed to realize she was watching him. His eyes caught hers. They were dark, incredibly dark, black as the night. No, lighter again, weather eyes, ever-changing eyes. They were brown again, a brown touched by fire. For a moment, she felt as if she couldn't turn away. A strange sense of warmth filled her. It wasn't just a feeling. She couldn't turn away. Or was she simply doing this to herself? And where is that, Sally?